106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Our Lady of Blessed Acceleration, don't fail me now. It's time for Drive Radio, presented by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Whether you need help diagnosing a problem. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Or just want to learn about all things automotive. Hey, how exactly does a positive tractor in on a Plymouth work? It just does. Then you've come to the right place. So start your engines, buckle up, and get ready to ride. Drive Radio starts now on KLZ 560, The Source. All right, and it is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Had a great hour on Fix It Radio. Thank you all for joining us. If you did, we appreciate that very much. We're switching gears now, literally. (laughs) Switching gears. (laughs) Jeff Corwin with me today from JC's British and 4x4. Anything you guys need, we're here for you. 303-477-5600. Give us a call. We'd love to chat with you. And I was thinking... Maybe for today's show, question of the day. I'm trying to decide whether I want to do this today or next week, but I was thinking of doing the scariest vehicle in honor of Halloween. And by scary, I mean either something you've seen, something you've driven, something that you owned. What was the, you know, quote-unquote scariest vehicle you've ever owned, driven? I don't know. I I think that's what I'll use today as the question of the day. That's a pretty good one, though. I mean, God knows I'm sure there's plenty of Fred Flintstone vehicles out there. I mean, as a technician, I'd have to go back and, and think about this one for a little bit because as a technician working on all the things, and you're the same way over the years, it's like, okay, what, you know, which one of those scariest ones goes to the top? Because I've yeah. had some where it's like, holy cow, am I actually driving this thing? Oh, yeah. I've had plenty of those I, in my career and I mean, in my life. Like, and really? I, I can't believe somebody else drives this on a daily basis. Yeah. So, what's the scariest vehicle that you've either owned, driven, seen? Uh, I mean, I've seen some things. Of course, I drive a lot. You know that coming down and back. You know, I see a lot of things on the highway and so on. There's times I'm thinking to myself, holy cow, how is that thing? I saw it yesterday. Not that this is scary, but functionally it's probably okay. But it's just weird to look at a Jeep Liberty going down the road with no front fenders. No front fenders? No front Liberty. fenders. So you can see odd. all of the wheel suspension yeah. into the engine. The whole nine yards, I mean, all you've got is the support in the hood and no fenders. Yeah. See, that's not that unusual on a trail. you got to run across <laughs> no, a lot of trail true. rigs that have, have been uh, disassembled for clearance reasons. But on the day-to-days, you know, I always I always kind of laugh at the at the little uh, the little ricers that love to drive around without their hoods. Um, you know, that was a thing back in probably the 80s or so where guys would put you know big superchargers you know blowers and things like that and then they just take the hood off and run yeah. around without the hood and that kind of went away i mean yeah. it really did go away and yeah you're right now it's kind of come back and I, I never understood it back then i wasn't one of those guys i didn't want you know a you just don't want all that a i don't want people seeing what's in there b yeah. i don't want all that crud coming in you know because there's just a certain amount of stuff that's in the air that's naturally going to get on whatever's there period i just didn't want all that junk to you yeah. know, to be there. And now you can have hoods off and you barely tell because of the engine covers. <laughs> That's true, too. <laughs> no, they've got the point where they're they're so, uh, how should I say this, Jeff, with the cowling, the engine cover. I mean, right now in, the, in today's world, I mean, and to their credit, they've made the engine bay look way better than it ever used to because they're now covering everything from, 
you know, where the HVAC is to the battery itself to the entire engine compartment from valve cover to valve cover, yeah. if it's a V8 even. Yeah. I mean, they've got these things dialed into where you hardly see anything in there anymore. No. They're yeah. literally just covering it up. Yeah, everything's covered. You basically just got a, covers on either side, maybe a little bit of an air gap between one cover and another just because you know the engine's going to torque and move mm-hmm. a little bit. But it's pretty well covered on a lot of them. And on the plus side. And it's aesthetics only, by the way. Well, I would say aesthetics right. and acoustics because it's That's all true. about the acoustics from the interior That's compartment. True. Good point. Good point. But there's no mechanical advantage to putting all of those covers on. It, this is all for looks and the sound, as Jeff just said a moment yeah, ago. Mostly, I think, uh, the, I think mostly the acoustic side because, you know, I mean, how many drivers ever open their hood anymore anyway? Well, here's the other thing, too, is you, as you just said that. I didn't think about this till just now. We used to put, in the back in the day, hood insulation mm-hmm. on most cars to keep that sound down. Well, now what they've done to save money, I'm guessing, is there's no more hood insulation. It lightens things up. They're putting a little cheap plastic you know, cowling cover over the engine itself to kind of keep some of that sound down. But very, 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 in fact, I can't remember the last hood that had insulation on it. You know, I think you're kind of... I haven't actually thought about that. I think you're right. A lot of the hood insulation, I think, has gone they away. They just have taken it away. Um, although there's definitely a lot of the newer rovers we're working on still have hood insulation as well. But it might be multiple to, multiple well, reasons. Well, and you're talking you're typically on those vehicles, they're getting up in price to where they're probably looking even at more of the yeah. acoustic side of the fence yep. to make sure. But a lot of the you know, mid-priced cars... Uh, at least I don't see yeah. too many of them anymore that have hood insulation. Yeah. I think, again, it's a weight savings slash you know, fuel economy at that point. Could be. Could be. So you bring up some great points. Well, and then, of course, you have the ones that are, you know, they've dampened the acoustics so far that they pipe in their own, their own engine noises and drivetrain noises into the uh, stereo systems of the cars. That one, I mean, I guess I get it, but it's almost like... I, mean, I don't know how many are why? still doing it. I know that was a... It was, was a thing was, for a while. It was a big thing for mm-hmm. probably last, you know, five years ago or so. I know BMW, Mercedes were some of the, the biggest on that front. Mm-hmm. Um, you're I, correct. I, I haven't kept up with, with that side of things, but I no, remember hearing statements about people like, well, my car sounds different now that I changed out my stereo. And it's like, well, you, you've removed this system, you know, but no one knows it's there. Correct. Correct. Uh, anyways, questions, 303-477-5600. Again, 303-477-5600. Give us a call. We'd love to have you on air. Uh, it's an easy phone call. We'll get you on right away. And if you want to text a question in, you're always welcome to do that. 307-200-8222. 307-200-8222. One thing we haven't covered here for a while that I thought we'd cover while Jeff's here today with us is it's that time of the year where, yes, some of you are still mowing the lawn and probably will maybe one more time, you know, kind of you're down to the every other week schedule right now, and a lot of you will start getting those things put away. So there's certain things you need to do with your small, you know, with your small engine equipment as you put away and as you also fire things up. So we can talk about some of those things today as well. And by the way, that includes, gosh, Jeff, when you start talking about things we use in the summer that you no longer use in the winter. I mean, typically in the winter, for most people, they're pulling one item out called a snowblower, and that's about the extent of the garden equipment they may use. You know, maybe a backpack blower if it's a gas-powered blower, but even most of those have become, you know, battery-powered and electric. So very, very few things that people pull out now. Here's a question. Are they ever, or have you seen a electric-powered snowblower? Do they even make one? I have not seen one yet. That would take one heck of a battery pack. I, 
I'm thinking you're probably correct, although you can almost guarantee that that's probably coming at some point, right? Yeah, and I know they got the plug-in electrics, a little, you know, right, what do they call right. it? It's not a snow thrower. It's more of a, I don't know, I can't remember the difference between a snow blower, snow thrower kind of thing, but they're all small. They're some all like the, the paddle ones versus the other. Yeah. And believe it or not, I am surprised. I should not be. They actually now do make quite a few electric snowblowers. Yeah. I would have never guessed well, like, that. Given that the lawnmowers have yeah. gone that big, you yeah. know, you got to figure. Now these are the single stage. I think that's yep. what you were talking about a minute ago. There's a single stage and dual stage. Right. So single stage, single stage for all you listening, have just the paddles. They've got little rubber edges on them. It gets down to the pavement and throws the snow up, and it's a one. It's a one motion. It's one stage. That's why it's a single stage. It just throws it out, shooting away you go. And actually. Believe it or not, they work really, really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Especially a lot of the light snows we get in Colorado, they work very, very well. The heavier snows and, and the heavier blowers then become two-stage where there's the two impellers. So it's got the paddles, or it's basically a cog system, if you would, like a combine where it's feeding all the snow into a big, you know, into a, it's like an auger system that's then feeding it into the the main blower, I guess you could call right. it, that then spitting it out the chute. So basically in the chute part or at the base of the chute is where the secondary stage that's is. That's right. Gotcha. That's exactly right. So, all right, Kathleen and Boulder, you're up first today. What's going on, Kathleen? Hello, Kathleen. Charlie, do we have callers up? Kathleen, are you there? Hello, Kathleen. I will put Kathleen back on hold because I cannot hear her. So let's do that. And we, you guys can figure out what we got going on on the other side of the glass. In fact, it's a great time for a break. We'll do that. We'll get that side fixed and figure out what's going on, and we'll be right back. If you got a call for us, again, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Home values are rising 8 10 and 13% in some areas. Trying to buy it but keep missing? Take AIM to show you how to make sure you're at the top of the list. Don't think you have the money to cover appraisal gaps? Let us show you options. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and operated since 2001. We know how to help. Rates will continue to stay low. Values will continue to increase. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Many have refinanced out of their 30-year mortgage and now have rates in the twos. Lower payment, shorter term, and they're saving thousands. Are you paying more than 3% on your debt? Convert those to a lower rate and keep more of your money. 720-895-0500. Self-employed and been told you don't qualify? Nonsense. There are many options. Talk to us and see why we've been helping those self-employed for years. Our customer service is unmatched in Colorado. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where it's all about you. NMLS 298-191. For years now, you've heard me talk about Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and yes, for almost 20 years, Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center has been taking care of our pets. From medical, grooming, boarding, and even training, Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center is your one stop for all of your pet's needs. Not only is their facility state-of-the-art, but now you can download the free Lone Tree Vet app and visit their online store for your pet products and pharmacy needs. You can also have your very own pet portal. Plus, don't forget to read their blogs at LoneTreeVet.com. Do you take your dog on hikes? Check out hiking the trail safely with your dog. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they believe all pets deserve to have a good life. Call today, 303-708-8050, or check them out, LoneTreeVet.com. Here are the three C's of high performance in less than 60 seconds. Your engine piston rings must have good compression, which makes good combustion, which saves cash at the pump. 
but you lose compression when piston rings clog with carbon. Today's engines use low tension rings, which clog much easier, which lowers compression, combustion, and the amount of cash in your pocket with higher fuel cost and expensive repairs. This problem can be fixed as fast as your next oil change. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine and accomplishes the three C's in just 15 minutes. It has three letters, E, P, R, as in engine performance restoration that cleans piston rings and restores compression, which increases and saves you. Find a shop with BG products BG. at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. So, at your next oil change, remember the three C's. You will find more of this in your engine and this in your pocket when you clean your engine with BG. Golden Eagle Financial goes beyond money management to help you invest your assets wisely in preparation for retirement. You may be in that tricky phase where you're still working, so you want to make sure that your wealth will continue to grow, but you're also getting close enough to retirement that you might want to consider moving some of your nest egg into safer alternative accounts where you can't lose principal, but enjoy tax-free income. Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial will help you balance risk and reward now before you retire to maximize your income in retirement. Financial advisors who only manage your assets don't create retirement plans. Al Smith is licensed for investments and is a fiduciary. He will help you weigh how much of your wealth to invest where your money can grow versus how much you want to keep out of the market entirely. KLZradio.com slash money. Planning with purpose. Advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. All right, we're back. Jeff Corwin with me today from JC's British and 4x4. And anything you need, by the way, on that end of things, Jeff's our expert, resident expert when it comes to that, accessories, you know, fixing up rigs for off-roading, you name it. We've got all that covered as well, or anything else, 303-477-5600. Kathleen, we'll try this again. You're up first today. Well, thank you. Um, we, in our early days coming into Boulder, my husband buys a Peugeot. Oh, boy. And I thought, oh, my God, what is this? And then his parents are farmers in southeast Iowa. So they came for a visit after we bought our old house, and then we got this old, car, this new old car. And they look at it, and they said, why did you buy a Pugget? A Pugget. That's hilarious. <laughs> and to think now, too, though, the funny thing about all that, Kathleen, is to think now that same company owns all of Jeep, Chrysler, Dodge, Ram, all part of the same company. Who would have ever thought? Are you serious? I am dead serious. Wow. Well, yep. I hope what, whatever they are taking care of is better than the Pugget. Uh, they've come a long way, and their their brand actually worldwide actually is a pretty good brand today. It's not what it used to be, but you're right. Back in the day, it was not a great car. Yeah, actually, oh, uh, amen. I actually amen. rented one in northern Spain a number of years back, and I was really impressed. Yeah. It was a great little car. Yeah, no, they've done I a great job. they come a long ways. Yes. Well, ours was a regular passenger car, four-door, yep. and 
I should be careful what I say. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, Kathleen. I love it, though. Pug I it. love it. Great. Okay. Thanks, thanks, Thank Kathleen. I appreciate it very much. Yeah, they were not the best of cars back in the day. No, didn't they run a, a Ford motor in one year back in the 70s or 80s? I, I think. I think I had an old possible. boss There's years ago. There's some diesels, ago. too, back in the day. That was a, it was a, it was an interesting little pile. They, so. they and Sobs <laughs> were very interesting. Yes, I, I have an acronym for Sob. Let's just say yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Randy and Lyman's next. Randy, go ahead. Hey, guys. Good morning. Good, Good morning, morning, Randy. I had a question for you. Uh, Hunter and Lyman, they don't have the, they got an Napa like that, but they don't have the biggest selection. But anyway, uh, yeah, how should I say this? The uh, Castro that I use, I usually, usually buy the gold bottle. It's the 15,000 mile stuff, like Mobile has their 20,000. Mm-hmm. But since then, we had the regular synthetic. I want to add for the first time, put some of that MOA in there. Mm-hmm. So Very is that going to bring back up to what it, what it would have been if they would have had the gold stuff to begin with. It gives me all that ad- additive, impact stuff they probably put in the gold. I can't yeah. answer that directly, but you're not going wrong doing MOA. And frankly, with the, right. I know the vehicles you own, you, what you're doing right. right now is fine, and you could even do that on down the road. No reason to buy that gold 15,000-mile yeah. oil, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm not going to drive that far. I just figured to, to make that claim, they got to have some more ads in it than a regular synthetic. Not necessarily. So I, Huh. Well, not necessarily. Anyway, <laughs> I'm being honest. It, not necessarily. Is that some of the stuff you picked up on that? Uh, what was it a year or two ago that you met with some uh, yes. oil? Yes. Execs or something. Uh, a lot of that, Randy, just comes down to you know marketing and and different things along those right. lines. You, what you're doing, which is regular full synthetic oil, adding the MOA. Honestly, you don't need to do anything other than that. Okay. I, I just figured I brought it, you know, not 100%, but it, it put the ads in it that weren't in it because I didn't have the extra 15. They didn't have it, no. the oil I wanted. So, anyway, it's it. And, and by the way, that, real quick for you and everybody else listening, Randy, that is yeah. part of the, not just because of the store itself. These are some of the supply chain, supply chain issues we're encountering in the automotive world right now, period. So that's not necessarily a store issue. That could very well be just what's in the pipeline right now. Jeff's yep. nodding his yeah. head over here because he agrees. That's well, a, a supply chain Yeah, issues. that's a supply chain yeah. issue more than anything. Yeah, I get that. But also, you know, this is, you know, this is kind of an overnight, you know, truck stop motel kind of eat stuff it's true but even those guys i mean everybody out there is going to have some supply chain issues no matter where you're at right i mean if i want to drive to elizabeth which is 50 miles one way i mean they usually have that stuff out there but there's more people out there uh if i go to castle rock i know i'll get it but again that's 60 70 miles one way sure that's why. I and in, in that case, it's definitely if you're finding just regular you know full synthetic oil whatever brand doesn't matter you're fine Right. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Good. You're day. very welcome. That's no, a great question, by the way. And for those of you listening, there are going to be supply chain issues. There already are supply chain issues. Is probably the best way that I should say that. Jerry and Greeley, you're next. Hi, John. Uh, about my 2017 F-150 with the EcoBoost. Yes, sir. I got a notice from Ford that uh, some people with that engine are apparently having noisy cam phasers. Mm-hmm. And uh, they I. Are. Okay, I, I haven't had any of that at all, but uh, I'm having trouble deciphering this letter from Ford. Apparently, they're in a hurry for me to come in and have them reprogram uh, the PCM to try to alleviate this potential issue. Uh, and if I read this right, 
if I do it in the next four months and then I continue to have problems, then that will entitle me to a prorated replacement of the cam phasers later if necessary. Um, I don't quite understand why why they're trying to rush me into this. but And then they also mentioned that um, they say for some vehicles that after they do the reprogramming, well, I'm sorry, let me back up. They, they say it's, it's strictly a noise issue. They say it doesn't affect safety, performance, or emissions, so it's just annoying. But they say that after they do the reprogramming, that some vehicles will develop an engine shutter in response to the programming, in which case they'll erase the reprogramming. And then I guess if, if the noise is still an issue, then they have to replace the cam phasers. And uh, I, I'm wondering if I should bother with this at all because um, I haven't had any any noises, and, and if it's just a, no, a matter of noise, I guess I'm not too concerned about it. That's a tough call. Uh, and, and by the way, that is a known problem. I've even had some emails from listeners asking, you know, where do I go? Who's the best dealer in town to get this warranty work done? And in some cases they're offering, uh, you know, full warranty depending upon the miles and the age and so on. Uh, I'm more like you, though, Jerry, I, and I think Jeff would agree. I'm more of the... If, it's, if it isn't broke, don't fix it. And sometimes this reprogramming that they do, to their point, even on the shutter, the shutter's most likely, by the way, coming out of the transmission itself, not out of the engine. So what they're getting at is, in some ways, they're reprogramming it and probably creating another issue someplace else at the same time. If your truck runs fine, works fine, no noise, you're doing oil changes, which I know you are because I know you, uh, as you need to, I, I don't know that I spend a lot of time worrying about it. Well, that, that's my inclination, but I sure wanted to get your input. Well, I'm one of those where, you know, is there known problems with that truck and that engine? Yes. On the same token, is it affecting every single truck on the road? No, it's not. If you're not having any issues with it, I'm one, and Jeff's over here nodding his head, agreeing. I, I, I wouldn't mess with it if it were me. Yeah. You can sometimes end up with more issues with it afterwards than if you just left it alone. That's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. Um, well, thank you, gentlemen. You're I very welcome. It. You're welcome, Jerry. Yep. No, and, and, that, and for a lot of you listening, that's true with a lot of things. And I'm not saying that every recall shouldn't be addressed. Safety recalls especially, yes, you've got to address those. It's part of what they're doing, and, and yeah, that's a must. But some of these, what I call, Jeff, drivability recalls, yeah. th- there's times where I question those and whether or not, you know, you really need to go in and get it done if you're not yeah. having any issues. Yeah, and it's a tough call for it sure is. because, I mean – you know, I guarantee you, even on a manufacturer's level, they're, you know, they're addressing and they have, you know, different manufacturers that have made the same part for different years of vehicles. They have batch run issues, all that stuff. And yeah, they have known issues. And, and, and they, but they may have a known issue with a certain batch run from a certain manufacturer, but they may not know exactly That's to right. a T That's right. which vehicles were affected. Great point. Right. So, and so they have to kind of put a blanket statement out there. That's a great point. So, yeah, I mean, I have I have my own personal thing of like I want to fix everything you know and I got a notification I should fix it it's just like software updates on a computer right correct how many times have you run a software update on a it computer and else something up. else gets screwed up right a lot too often yes too often yes um, good point so yeah if you're not experiencing a problem then I think you know maintain your you know be wary of those types of things mm-hmm. keep keep your maintenance up and you know keep right paying attention it. to I it agree. and follow it that way i'm with you all right jeff and steamboat springs you're next how are you jeff i'm well john how are you guys good good talking to you 
Yeah, good to talk to you. I, um, you were talking about the electric snowblower. Yes. And I was just in the Ace Hardware here yesterday, and uh, they make them. Uh, that Go company, they're green. Yes. Color. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, oh, my God, I don't know, they're expensive. They're about twice, three times what a normal snowblower would be. So I, Wow. I don't I'm not looking at that at all. I mean, in the cold, I don't see how that could even. Well, and that, you know, that would be the other thing, you know, is, and in fact, I just looked up even, you know, what other type of electric things are made that I haven't really followed, like snowmobiles, for example. And, yeah. you know, there's a lot more electronic or a lot more electric type units coming out. But to your point, when you start getting cold weather, and this is something most people don't, don't tell you, even in the car world, they don't tell you that an EV will lose 30% of its capacity as soon as we get below about, you know, even 50 degrees, they start to drop. You get below 30, oh. drops even further, and you get down into that 10-degree weather that we can have here in Colorado and where you're at especially, man, it really drops. Oh, I know. I don't see how they could even, yeah, the power and the distance has got to be reduced. And, and, and this is an issue that goes into a lot of the EV conversation as well, which, again, you know, the majority of individuals that are even trying to, you know, market and push these, the government being one of them, these are sort of those hidden secrets behind the scenes that you would think most people would recognize, but if you've never owned one, you don't realize that's the case. You go drive one in the summer and it shows a 300-mile range, you think you're going to have that all the time. Well, you take 20% of that away and you just took 60 miles off in the winter, and I'm here to tell you that it's more like 90 miles off. You're going from 300 down to probably 2, 210. Yeah, I don't know if people with uh, electrics could even make it to Steamboat or from Steamboat to the metro area. In it's the that, that'd be a, that. You know, you here's what you'd have to do. You'd have to charge at both ends. So if you went up to Steamboat overnight and then came right. back, you you would have to stay overnight, find a charge station to charge up to come home. You're 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 gonna be hard pressed to go there and back with the two passes you have to go over. Yeah. Well, and then, I remember talking a couple of weeks ago. You guys were talking about. I think it was Larry or somebody was in Craig and talked to a guy. From California. That was my uncle. Took, that was my uncle. Oh, that was your uncle? Yeah, he said it took him four days to get to Craig, right. California. Oh, that, was, that was when the canyon was shut down, and he was zigzagging around. Of course, when that happened, the normal you know, charge stations that you would normally oh. go to were not there. So, yeah, this guy was struggling. And, yeah, he was on his fourth day in Craig trying to get to Denver from California. Oh, geez. Yeah. And my wife and I just went back to Iowa for my 50th high school reunion on a road trip. And we didn't see many electrics out there. Uh, you get outside of most of the metropolitan areas. Now, I realize some of our mountain communities have a lot of EVs in them because it's, a, in my opinion, Jeff, and I'm sorry if I'm stepping on toes, I really don't care, but it's a status symbol for a lot oh, of I folks know. in those mountain communities to drive a, a Tesla or an electric vehicle. They're not doing it because of, of, of what the vehicle's capabilities are. They're doing it because they can claim they have one. And, again, it's more of a status issue with those folks than it is anything else. And I'm sorry if you're one of those people listening, you know who you are and you probably would have a hard time denying that, but that's really the case, I think. It's reminding me of the yep. South Park Pius episode. Yes, <laughs> it, it becomes more of that than anything else, and and you get out of those communities, though, Jeff, into more of the rural areas, and you're not you're not finding any. No, uh -huh. we didn't. I mean, out on the interstates and and uh, dodging the trucks, it was uh, uh, and, you didn't see. And, and by the way, I want to make sure I say this. I, if you want to buy one because you think that's what you need to look good in and so on, you know, I, I love the free market and capitalism and so on. You know, more power to you. Knock your socks off. But don't come to me with all the reasons why it's great to own an EV and you live in the mountains and that's why you own one because I know darn good and well that's not why you own one. No, I would. I agree. I, <laughs> and I don't get it. And, 
you know, they're shutting our power plant down here in Hayden. Yep. Um, and it's Dumb move, by the way, on that one. I think that's really stupid up there. Oh, I think it's so stupid. And why they aren't converting it to natural gas, um, I don't know. I mean, they're putting so many people out of work. When we moved here 20 years ago, there was coal trains all the yep. time, back and forth. And now it's very seldom anymore. And uh, I don't understand that one. That's been a big part of the community and, and the economy that's up there. I read an article the other day where, you know, there's some grand ideas on how to put those people back to work in other types of industries that will supplement that. And Jeff, I think that's all a lot of, uh, those are pipe dreams and a lot of talk. I don't see any of it happening. Oh, I agree. And, you know, they want to make, uh, uh, Craig is going to be a, um, recreation with the river. They're going to make it a recreation community now and put everybody to work, uh, you know, uh, having, uh, anything to do with the with the river going through there but uh, you know like it was this year uh, we couldn't even use the river because it was so low and right. it was too couldn't fish and couldn't do anything after a while and you know they just uh, are really short-sighted on this those those huge coal I've, I've been to the Colorado mine uh, south of Craig and when they get done they, um, you can't tell that there's been a mine there. They reclaim that land and plant, and, mm. and now they also are making money off of uh, having um, uh, wild uh, wildlife hunts, uh, elk and deer mm. hunts on this land that was a uh, coal mine not long ago. And Yeah, and, and I, I pulled up an article that was talking about what you and I just were a moment ago that you know, people up there forget that, that that particular power plant, the starting salary there is around 80K. You're going to have a hard time going to the recreation industry and getting 80K a year. Yeah, no kidding. Not going to happen. No. Well, thanks, you guys. I no, Jeff, I appreciate it. Best of luck to you guys up there. The other thing they've talked about with Hayden is making it a sort of this sub. I don't want to say this, Jeff. So Steamboat, everybody goes up to ski. Craig, they go up to hunt and do all those things, so you're too far away to actually stay there to go to Steamboat and ski. But they're trying to make Hayden sort of this secondary place to stay and live if you want to ski hmm. in Steamboat. But it's far enough away from Steamboat that I, I, I should have asked Jeff that. I don't know that I really see that taking hold yeah. either. But they're shutting down the power plant, which is going to put a bunch of people up in that area out of work. So we'll see how that how that, uh, how that plans out. So I, I, I believe uh, Kurt Rogers floating around someplace. He's going to join us for a few minutes today as well, so we'll talk to him in a few minutes. In the meantime, anything you've got for us, please give us a call. The question of the day is, what's the scariest vehicle you've either seen, owned, driven? You name it, let us know. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. This is probably the only winter that Absolute Electrical Heating and Air will recommend replacing your furnace early rather than repairing it. They want to protect you from weeks without heat. Because Absolute Electrical Heating and Air only sends technicians to your house, not salespeople, they normally prefer to fix your furnace. They enjoy the fun of problem solving, getting an old furnace back in working order. 
They will gladly come back again and again to repair your furnace, extending its life and saving you the expense of a replacement. This winter, however, Absolute Electrical Heating and Air is one of very few HVAC companies with furnaces still in stock. Right now, your old furnace is working fine because it's not very cold outside. As soon as the temperatures drop dramatically, and you know that could happen any day, your furnace will need to work a lot harder to heat up your house. That's when it could die. Replace your furnace now. 720-526-0231 For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. The team at Extreme Auto Repair takes care of their customers because they can. In order to earn the Napa Auto Care Gold Certification, Extreme Auto Repair in Parker passed rigorous scrutiny testing the quality of their customer service. Hundreds of legitimate Google reviews, master technicians, digital vehicle inspections. Then, COVID-19 caused delays in the supply chain and nationwide part shortages. Once again, the team at Extreme Auto Repair stepped up to the challenge. They believe you do what you can for the customer, so they're staying in touch with suppliers on a daily basis, planning ahead to stay in stock. Thanks to their long-standing relationships with vendors, they have the ability to protect their customers from supply chain issues, so they're doing it. It's the right thing to do. Call them, 303-841-1071. Extreme Auto Repair in Parker. Promises made, promises kept. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. You want to protect your classic car in the event of an accident on the way to a car show or a surprise Colorado hailstorm, but you shouldn't insure your classic car the same way you'd insure your everyday vehicle. Paul Lanigro and his team at Group Insurance Analysts will get you the right coverage for your classic car. Just like with any other form of insurance, Paul and his team at GIA will shop the entire market at no extra charge, hunting for the right coverage at the best price. Remember, GIA works for you, not a specific insurance company, so they have more options. Unlike other forms of insurance, though, you should not insure your classic car based on cash value. You've put a lot of work into that car, so the real value far exceeds the book price. GIA will make sure your vehicle is insured up to a stated value to protect your investment. Get the right insurance from GIA. Call 303-423-0162. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Jeff Corwin, Kurt Rogers, Affordable Mattress Mortgage, joining us now. My son, Richard. You guys hear quite a bit during the week and even on the weekends. Some sent me a tweet today that shows a picture of a guy back in the day, probably the 70s, early 80s, maybe. Uh, actually, looking at this picture, might even been a little later than that. Might have been late 80s. At any rate, the smartphone, which was to him, to his credit, Steve Jobs at Apple really created the smartphone back in 2007, 2008. Hit the market in 08. 
And the tweet today was, things needed 30 years ago to do what a smartphone does today. And in this image is a big VHS recorder you hold on your shoulder, because that's what they had back <laughs> mm -hmm. there, a boombox on the other shoulder, a set of, you know, two sets of headphones, a typewriter, a cassette player, uh, a Walkman, a recording device that we used to talk into to sort of dictate, you know, memos and things like that with CD players, DVD players, VHS. I mean, it, this picture's got all sorts of things in it of the things that now one device replaced. And the point being, and this goes back to the conversation we just had a moment ago with Jeff, if you let the free market and capitalism do what it's supposed to, these things just sort of get generated on their own. Pushing electric vehicles on a populace because a government wants that to go that way is not going to be the answer when it comes to innovation in the direction we need to head. It's, it's never innovative when the government forces something on us. It doesn't work that way. No. Now, hopefully, we can hope that with the the EV market, what will happen eventually is the, the force, the, the push of the government will eventually go away. Mm -hmm. And the free market side of it, which there's still plenty of free market we'll side on. of the equation, will catch on and continue, right? The, 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 you know, the race for better batteries and better battery designs. I don't know how much of that is government subsidized, but you know there's a lot of companies working on that. Um you know, yeah. the, you know, obviously EVs, all vehicles, right? The whole low rolling resistance tire thing that was, you know, that was a big push a number of years ago. Mm -hmm. That's going to continue on. The technology for improvements of each little subsystem will continue. True, so, true. Cool. Which, how do I dovetail this into Kurt Rogers at Affordable Interest Mortgage? Well, <laughs> I, I can do that because. If you need investment money. <laughs> well, for years and years this. and years, we've all kind of learned to, to, to know what a, 30-year FHA mortgage is. Correct. Because that's what, again, the government mandate isn't the right word, but that was one of the products, if not the product, most people went to to buy a home. It didn't matter whether it was your first home or your 10th home. Typically, you went to FHA, you got a loan, put a mortgage on it, and away you went. Well, again, because of capitalism and a free market and so on, there's multiple ways today. In fact, how many different loan packages, Kurt, is there today? Uh, well, you can you can put them in several buckets. There's conventional. There's there's high balance. There's there's uh, portfolio loans. You know, there's going to be hundreds of different ways you can get that same 30-year fixed FHA loan. And on top of that, there's even as we talk about the all-in-one loan all the time. Uh, there's even other products now out that we did not have access to some 15, 20 years ago. And you bring up a point is, it, and it works in any anything. You look at the safety of cars. That was demanded by the people. Mm -hmm. We need cars that are much more safe. People want mortgages that fit what the, their, lifestyle their lifestyle is like. Yeah. Yeah. Not some dedicated 30-year right. fixed FHA. And, Here we go. You, so the, the people that with the money that decide, okay, how do we want to put them together, they come up with these loans that work. The ones that don't work, they, they kind of throw away. They get rid of the loans with the prepayment penalties. You don't see them anymore. They're gone. True. Um, and they, it which, kind of, which used to be a big deal at one time. They were a big deal just so more people could buy homes. Um, so they, they, got, they put a prepay penalty on it. So if you stayed in the home for a while, then you didn't have the penalty, but you got a good rate to get right. you into the home to get you started. Right. Concept was good. Part of the details to it were wrong. And where, you know, a lot of you always ask, well, you know, how does this dovetail into cars and car repair and all of that? Well, a lot of you you know, either fund some of those car 
necessities, whether it be repairs, upgrades, or purchases, you'll fund those on your own. It depends on who you are. A lot of people will do that. You won't go and borrow the traditional money and the financing that a dealership offers. You're smart enough to be able to do that on your own, either through your own financing or, in some cases, cash in the bank. Well, what the all-in-one loan allows you to do is the ability to be flexible to where if you've got, say, 100 k in equity that's sitting inside of your home that you want to tap into and use, the all-in-one loans allow, allows you to now be your own bank. So if you want to go out and buy a $40,000 vehicle and you've got a $100,000 you know, line of credit left on your house, you can write a check for that car at 40 k pay yourself back instead of the bank, therefore saving yourself a a gob of money over time because it's a simple interest loan, not the typical auto loan that you would normally go out and get. You bring up a point. uh, Years ago when cars were, you know, $15,000, $20,000, you know, doing a 48-month loan, you could handle the payments. Correct. Well, now they've gone up to 84 months. They're going to 96 months. Because the cars have gotten so expensive. The cars are $80,000, $90,000. How do you get a payment that's under a grand? So they can't sell the cars because of the payment. So a lot of people are using that loan for that purpose because when you factor it in as simple interest, you're, you're actually only raising a payment, to be perfectly honest, maybe $350 to $500 a month for a car that's eighty, ninety thousand dollars $90,000. That's right. And it, it makes it much easier to take care of, and you still pay it off faster because that's it's right. simple interest. That's right. So the, the, the need on uh, how do you put a mortgage and a car loan together over the time that you own a home actually is much more beneficial. Huge difference, folks. All right, Mike and Highlands Ranch, how are you, sir? I'm well, thanks. Great show today. Thanks, Mike. Um, I have a, a quick comment. Um, I was in a business that dealt with uh, coal bed methane in Wyoming. We worked extensively with the coal mines okay. in hand. And um, one of the things, to Jeff's point, is to convert a power plant to nat gas is about a million and a half per megawatt. Okay. So one of the issues is the half a billion dollars it takes to convert to, to nat gas and the time it takes to I do see. that. I see. I see. So and it's, that, it's just pure economics. I see. Sure. Sure. So uh, here's, here's a know, real quick question for you. Can they build new easier than they can do a conversion? No. Okay. So you can still convert cheaper. You, well, you, you still have a permitting process. Uh, and then you have okay. to find the supply. Okay. And so um, it's it's a um, it, it's a tough one. It's a very, it's a tough one. Can you convert cheaper uh, or build a new one? Probably not, because your capital costs to have the buildings and etc. are more than what you already have there. You can convert cheaper, but most conversions run a half a billion dollars. Okay. Good to know. That's well, good info. it's it's wow. it's a pain because there's a lot of them that have converted. Sure. And sure. and the one of the the hard parts was to convert back to coal would cost you as much again then again. I see. So once they converted to nat gas, going back to coal to try to to put everybody back to work, and and natural gas was was cheaper. Right. Without quite, I mean, right. that's just the economics right. of it. Makes now. sense. No, it makes sense. That's great info, Mike. Thank you. By the way, I, I sent you uh, on the on the uh, e-cars. You know, I've sent you a lot of stuff about what it takes to mine the minerals and da 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 da. Anyway, a quick question. Yes. I have a friend of mine who uh, just lost his three hundred and twenty thousand mile Toyota uh, pickup to uh, 
cylinder went out, has to replace a motor. Okay. His uh, his folks volunteered to give him a car that's worth about twelve grand that they're getting rid of uh, to sell to be able to buy a, a truck. Okay. They're back in Connecticut. The question is, is what does he need to do to get that thing, uh, other than bring it out here, how does he get it ready to turn around and sell it so he can use the money to buy a truck? Does he have to have it emissions tested before? I, you want, okay, so real quick. Yeah. The, the legal answer and the right way to do it is, yes, he needs to come out here, get a VIN verification, have an emissions test, register it in his name. He'll have a little bit of sales tax, and if it's a giveaway type thing, he can probably get around a lot of sales tax. He would then go to his local you know, DMV county clerk, have it registered, have it in his name, and then go through the process of selling it. That's the proper way to do it. Now, there are a lot of folks out there that will take that vehicle, that title that's been signed off. It's an open title. You bring it back to Colorado. You sell it to the next guy and let him deal with all of that. That's the illegal or incorrect way of doing it, but a lot of people do that, Mike. That's what I thought. I told him my understanding from listening to you guys was that it's up to the seller to have the emissions test done. Typically, that is it, correct. it's supposed to be, yes. It's better that he goes in and takes the signed-over title to him, gets to the DMV, gets a new title. Yes. Clean in his name. Yes. And then uh, registration. Yes. Um, et cetera, even if it's a temporary one and then gets the, the emissions okay. Well, now, that, and that's the correct way to do it. Now, I will say that in this particular case, given that it's all family, yeah. I personally would not have an issue with if he just wanted to make sure it had an emissions test so that the next person has no issues that way. I personally have no issue since it's all family having the Connecticut title signed off and selling it to somebody in Colorado and letting them deal with the rest of it since it's all family. Not family. I think you run into a lot of other issues that potentially could come up. But given that it's all family and it's essentially the family selling it directly to a Colorado buyer, mm -hmm. I personally, Mike, don't have any issues with that. Okay. Well, I thought it'd be cleaner. The I mean, just without any it, at the end of the day it really doesn't matter as long as he's giving whoever is getting it a bill of sale he really there's really no issues and it's coming from the family or the owner of the car currently if that bill of sale is signed off by them and he fills it incorrectly with the next person's ownership I, really it's not yeah. a big issue that way either to uh, be honest I, with I you i would add you know if if for some reason he's just planning on doing a, like a dealer trade in towards a new vehicle you can just go trade i it. would just check with the True. dealer they they probably just the take it take as it, it is quicker. and yeah right. worst comes to worst they may reach out to uh, the, what was it the parents or whatever that were giving them the vehicle just to verify that's an title easy transaction but that's super easy that's right good point rather than going through all the yeah. rest of this that's steps. a good point on the well, flip side, that, uh, thank you for that point. The other, obviously, the other issue in this day and age is he said to me, he said, "Oh my gosh, you you, you can't believe what he said. This truck with three hundred thousand miles, this old thing here, is worth nine grand or something." Yes, probably is. Being a Toyota, probably yes, probably is, Jeff <laughs> or, or Mike. I mean, Mike and Jeff both. Yeah, you're both right. It probably is. I said, you, now you got to turn around and try to take twelve or thirteen thousand dollars and find something to replace it. <laughs> yep. Good call, Mike. I got to run to break. Thank you very much. That's a great question, by the way. That I hope we explained that well enough. I can get in a little more detail on that maybe in the next hour. Come back. I got a question for Kurt as well. Lines open three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. Drive Radio KLZ five sixty. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes, 
and every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Modern windshields help protect the occupants of your vehicle in the event of a collision, so quality counts. In today's vehicles, your windshield has become a structural component of your car. The glass requires a specific amount of pressure to keep your windshield from literally popping out during impact. Even the quality of the resin that glues your windshield to your frame can make a difference. Since they invented windshield repair in 1972, Novus Auto Glass has continued to perfect their technique. Unlike most of their competitors, Novus can repair cracks up to a foot long without sacrificing the integrity of your windshield. Industry-wide delays in the supply chain have forced manufacturers to limit the quantity of glass they sell to individual shops, so you may need to wait longer for a new windshield. The sooner you contact Novus Auto Glass, the better chance you have at saving money with a repair. Contact a Novus location near you at klzradio.com forward slash glass. The rebate program with American National Insurance saves everyone money by incentivizing responsible money management. Depending on the cost, customers of Paul Leuenberger will sometimes choose to pay out of pocket rather than making a claim because they'd rather receive the sizable rebate at the end of three years than pay their deductible now. As a result, American National Insurance tends to pay out fewer claims each year compared to the competition, which is in part what gives them an A credit rating. American National Insurance then passes along that benefit to their customers by keeping their rates as good or better than their competition. With other insurance companies, you'd need to purchase extra rider policies at additional cost in order to receive comparable coverage. But American National Insurance rewards personal responsibility. Call Paul Lewinberger now for more comprehensive home insurance coverage at remarkably reasonable rates. 303-662-0789. 303-662-0789. Top auto manufacturers admit that today's high-tech engines on average can use a quart of oil every thousand miles. Why? To meet the government's fuel economy mandates, they use the faster-moving low-tension piston rings that can clog quickly, reducing power, causing poor fuel economy. The performance oil service from BG Products cleans piston rings and restores the fuel system. And it's backed up with lifetime protection for the engine. Ask your service advisor about the BG Performance Oil Service or go to BGFindashop.com. That's BGFindashop.com. BG. RoofMax is the fountain of life for your roof and will bring your shingles back to life. The natural oils in the asphalt protect your roof as weather and temperature cause the material to expand and contract daily. This oil gradually evaporates over time, causing your shingles to dry out and lose their flexibility. You may start to see your shingles cracking, breaking, streaking, and curling. Granules may begin flaking off. RoofMax could reverse minor curling, cracking, and granule loss to make your shingles like new again. The water-soluble plant-based treatment extends the life of your roof by at least five years, guaranteed. Call Dave Hart now for a free assessment of your asphalt shingles. 303-710-6916. He will go anywhere from the eastern slope to the eastern Colorado border and from Cheyenne to the southern border. Mention Rush to Reason for $100 off your treatment. 303-710-6916. 
All right, we're back. KLZ 560 Drive Radio. Thanks so much, by the way, for listening to us. Kurt Rogers with us. Real quick before I take Robert and his call, uh, Kurt, somebody texted in a moment ago and says, on that all-in-one loan, what's the requirements and or what credit score do you need to qualify? Because it's a little different loan in the way they do that because you've got to be a good money manager to have yeah, that Yeah, and that's the downside to the loan. If, if you're not financially disciplined, this loan doesn't work. No, don't don't uh, get it. Yeah, don't go there. Your, your mid-score has to be a 700. If okay. you're 670, I can show you how to get to 7. Okay. But 700 credit score. Uh, you have to have whatever you're, you're borrowing, whether it's 200000 500000 you have to have that in liquid funds in a 401K, IRA, annuities, cash values, combination of all of them. Okay. Other than that, no bankruptcies, foreclosure in seven years. Okay. It, by the way, if you have any questions on that, call Kurt directly, 720-895-0500. That's the best way to do it. Robert, you got a question on uh, doing a mass airflow cleaning. Go ahead, sir. I saw Scotty on YouTube suggesting that we spray clean our mass airflow sensors. AutoZone wants $10 for the spray. Can I use gasoline to clean the no, mass no. airflow sensor No, you'll ruin it by doing else? that. No, you have to use specific mass airflow cleaner on a mass airflow or you will ruin the sensor itself. You can't spray carb cleaner, gasoline, anything along those lines. The cleaners that are out are designed specifically for that. But I'll let Jeff chime in here. Unless you're having issues, I wouldn't touch I it. I wouldn't mess with it. Yeah, they already have a self-cleaning function they're built heated. into an, on an air mass meter. Um, yeah, either the hot wire sensor will do a little burn-off sensor uh scenario i think either one's first turned on or first shut off i can't remember the timing of it um there's also a what is it a thin film design yeah same type of thing they're basically self-cleaning to a, a, a very high extent um that's also part of why they're downstream of your air filter so that you know you're already cleaning the air before it gets to the air uh to the sensor right okay <laughs> thank you i want to take it out and look at it and clean it it's like well okay i won't do it yeah. There's no, we're not, I'm not having any, any symptoms that I know of. Right. What and would then, be a symptom of a mass um, sensor not? So usually, I mean, if, if a you'd get a check engine light if it's actually a, a a trigger, you know, that hard enough to tr- cause some kind of emissions failure, right? So if you have something where, uh-huh. because let's just say your air mass sensor gets dirty, right? It's no longer going to sense the correct amount of air going into the engine. It's going to change the fuel map, the amount of fueling that your engine does for any given engine RPM. Sure. But that's still going to get picked up by your oxygen sensors and adjusted. And as long as your oxygen sensors and, and the system is able to keep within its op, its normal operating range, the numbers that the computer's looking for, everything's still fine. Um, okay. So, yeah, it's really best not to touch it unless you're actually noticing significant problems and you're going to probably see a check engine light before you even notice anything. Wonderful. Thank you for the advice. I appreciate it. You're very welcome, Robert. Great. By the way, great question. And I don't think most folks really understand when, you know, that's where that that uh, expertise in knowing what to do when it comes to a mass airflow sensor and even other components you would normally clean comes in because I'm with you, Jeff, unless you're getting some sort of a problem with it. Don't mess with it. Leave it alone. Well, there's things that we probably want to you know, maintain and clean more often than a manufacturer or other, you know, or other other uh, professionals may recommend. Them, and then there's ones that you really don't want to touch That's right. at all. That's right. You're even, correct. Even, you know, not touching it to the point where you're waiting to go to a specialist because you may touch it and make other things worse. Um, so I would say if anything, you if, if there's anything out there that you want to put a chemical in to clean 
I would say your BGMOA and your BG44K for your engine oil and your and your fuel system because that's the type of stuff that you want to maintain on your engine that's right. that, and that's the that's stuff right. that you can't see. That's right. All right, guys, with that, top of the hour, we've got a break coming up. We'll be back two more hours coming your way. Myself, Jeff Corwin, and, of course, Kurt Rogers have been with me from Affordable Interest Mortgage as well. We'll be right back, though. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.